the end is near, the television telling lies. I know for sure the revolution won't be televised. I know that we've been waiting patiently for better times. We fell asleep and men are blind, can't recognize it's genocide. Feel like the bomb about to drop out of the clouds. Another virus going airborne, go hide inside your house. Farmers watching crops die, they drying up with droughts. Angry people forming crowds and trying to burn the cities down. This is Armageddon, martial law for our protection. I talked to God, but it's long distance and I lost reception. Forest fires and oil spills are the awful lessons. I'm just waiting for the devil to take over heaven. This is biblical, I swear it's in the Bible. We keep killing one another and we dying for survival. We used to fight for peace, we put our flowers in their rifles. Now we're about to be extinct, every man, woman, if and child. It's the end of the world, I will do better next time. Oh yeah, I know it. Yeah, I know it. If it's the end of the world, I know that I have lived my life to the fullest. Yeah, the fullest. We stood on top of mountains. We've been to space before. We had our dogs and houses. We dug up dinosaurs. We built those bombs are dropping. We fought in all their wars. Now that the sky's falling, what did we do it for? Feels like the end is near, our freedom's disappearing. People playing God, call it genetic engineering. Media misleading us and evil's interfering. While the government we need became the power that we're fearing. Our billionaires are going to space, don't blame them for leaving. Birds are falling out the air, fish washing up on our beaches. This is end times, humans got a deadline. Children were the future till we ruined them with headlines. Should we pass a bedtime, but everyone's woke. They told us chase a dollar that made everyone broke. I feel like cryptocurrency is probably our last financial hope. Soon enough, the government will leave your bank account froze. Judgment day is coming, you can run or you can stand and fight. Panic in the dark or lead rebellions by the candlelight. This ain't your granddaddy's planet Earth, it's black and white. The end is coming, I'll see y'all in the afterlife. It's the end of the world, I will do better next time. Oh yeah, I know it. Yeah, I know it. If it's the end of the world, I know that I have lived my life to the fullest. Yeah, the fullest. We stood on top of mountains. We've been to space before. We had our dogs and houses. We dug up dinosaurs. We built those bombs are dropping. We fought in all their wars. Now that the sky's falling, what did we do with It's the end of the world as we know it. It's our fault that it's over. While we look down at our phones, they'll drop a bomb from a drone, then an explosion. We should have known it. We stood on top of mountains. We've been to space before. We had our dogs and houses. We dug up dinosaurs. We built those bombs are dropping. We and there it is john rich you're here you've been abducted by aliens man congratulations like this is your second time second number one hit this year man it's awesome congratulations here with cash patel and john rich from nashville Thank you, guys. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me on.
Yeah, John, it's, it, I would say congratulations. And I'm sure, I don't know, does this feeling get old for you? Just wrecking through the music industry and making number ones? Are you tired of it? And also selfishly, Devin and I want to go to another John Rich party. So we're inviting ourselves. We can have another party anytime you want. That was one of the best nights I think anybody's had in a long, long time. But no, I don't get tired of, uh, as, as the president would say, of winning. You're going to get so tired of winning. I don't think so. We don't get tired of winning around here. But, you know, the only reason you're able to get a number one position in the sales chart is very simple. It's because the fans respond, and they respond in a major way. And so uh, the song is another example of that. It, it strikes a chord with people. You have to have artists that have enough uh, backbone and guts to go out there and say something that they know their industry is not going to like and not going to support, but they say it anyway. It's called freedom of speech. Last time I checked. And so it's nice to see that uh, the American public still believes in freedom of speech and they love songs that really speak the truth like this one does. Well, John, this is amazing because this morning, last night, uh, President Trump put out, we had the number one song. And I say we, but, you know, people, users of True Social, people that launched the song either fully on True Social, uh, like Justice for All, or like you launched the song uh, on uh, True Social. I know Tom McDonald actually put it on other platforms, but... Uh, also, we have Natasha Owens who launched a song on on Truth on on, on uh, True Social. So last night we had number one, <laughs> number six, and number ten. By this morning we had number one, number three, and number five. And I think it's still holding there, one, three, and five, which it, you know shows you. I think you're right. Look, it starts with with good music, right? I don't know anything about the music industry, John. You've taught me every single thing that I know, but I can't believe that like. If it was this easy, I would have got into music a long time ago that we could just make these hits like this. Yeah, nothing to it. And <laughs> you just, uh, you know, you got to come with content. Listen, the only reason we can make hits, it doesn't matter if it's my song or if it's uh, Taylor Swift or anybody. The only reason music ever becomes really successful is because it connects with the listener. And what we've got right now in America is an underserved population. They're not getting the truth. Okay? They're not being told the truth, and they all know they're being lied to. We all have the same patterns. We're all examining the situation, trying to read, trying to understand what we're actually looking in this country. And so when music comes along and it speaks uh, to the way people feel, and they're not used to hearing that because nobody else is willing to do that. Man, it, it really hits them hard, and they, they show up and they go, thank you for recording that song. Yes, I will purchase that. Yes, I will promote that to the people around me. And then you have these viral moments with this music. So the songs have to be great. The performances have to be great. You have to be at that high level. You know, If you're going to go up against Holly Cyrus and, uh, and Taylor Swift and, and all the other big ones, uh, you better sound like you're competitive. And the good thing about Tom McDonald and myself, Aaron Lewis is another great example, is we've all operated at really high levels musically. So we're able to bring that to the table. And when you get a piece of product from us, uh, it's going to be it's going to be right up there neck and neck with the best stuff you're going to see. Well, we're we're here uh, live uh, live streaming on Rumble with John Rich in Nashville, Cash Patel and I here at True Social headquarters. And we're talking about this amazing feat that John Rich had his song Progress that hit number one with Billboard number one. Uh, but a few weeks ago, uh, we launched on True Social uh, Cash, working with the J6 uh, folks, trying to raise money for the J6 prisoners. 
uh, launched a song called Justice for All, skyrocketed to number one. Apple took it down uh, for some strange reason. <laughs> they blamed an intern, John, if you can believe it. They said an intern accidentally pulled down your number one song in America. But it's, it's it happens to Taylor Swift all the time. Whatever happened. But the funniest <laughs> thing is, is that then Natasha Owen's song called uh, Trump One then went to number one. So then we had number one, and then John, when you pushed uh, the other night uh, your new song, then it went to number one, and now we've got three of the top uh, five here. But I think Cash, John, I don't know, this is breaking news. I'm not sure if you even know this yet, but Cash has some breaking news to share right here on the Devin Nunes Unplugged live stream podcast. John, I don't know. It's going to be pretty devastating, but uh, you know, there's a new sheriff in town in the music industry uh, President Donald J. Trump and the Jan 6 Prison Choir just booted itself all the way up to number one on the Billboard charts. Now, you as a music man probably can explain to the world more than I can even comprehend what that possibly means. But how is it that a bunch of rank amateurs uh, slapped together a song that was made so popular by Americans, as you were just talking about? How is it that it was able to break through Billboard? in the music industry and knock off Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift and Rihanna. I don't want to knock John Rich off number one. I want you to go back to number one, but I'm okay competing for a day or two. Yeah, so let me explain the difference there. So when you look at like the iTunes chart, Apple Music, you know, the iTunes chart, that's a, that's a fluid chart. So any given day, a song could be sitting at number one that day or maybe a couple of days and another song may come in and they may go back and forth like this. Uh, what you're talking about on Justice for All, uh, when it is a billboard number one recognized song, that means that that particular song was the most downloaded song for seven days for an entire week because billboard monitors by the week, not by the day. So uh, if, if you get a billboard number one downloaded song, that means that was the most downloaded song of any song, of any genre, country, rock, pop, rap, urban, doesn't matter. It was number one. So the, the question is, how is that possible? There's no record label behind that. Nobody even knows where it came from. It was slapped together. It's, it's Donald Trump saying the pledge, and it's the January 6th prisoner singing the Star Spangled Banner. I think that is a huge sign to see that at number one, what America really cares about, what they're paying attention to, uh, and I think it's a big sign that, that people are waking up by the tens of millions right now. I mean, it's also so ironic. You know, I'm a songwriter, so irony is part of my part of my life. I love ironic, interesting things. And when you think about these people sitting in this jail cell with no bail, no chance of getting out, even they won't even let them out with a GPS monitor. I mean, they treat. They treat uh, you know, people that have been jailed for murder, rape, and other things, they treat them better. And they have more rights than these people do. So, so their, their voice is literally silenced as hardcore as you can possibly silence someone. And the irony is, while they're completely silenced and locked away in a dark jail cell in the capital of this nation, their voices are the number one most downloaded voices in the entire country now recognized by Billboard. Now you tell me how ironic that is. It's a sad irony, but it also is a hopeful irony. I, I think it, it shows there's a lot of light out around this country concerning this subject. So John, I was before uh, before the uh, live stream here, I went uh, I went to grab something down the street, went to the store and 
Um, anyway, I was, I was thinking to myself, actually, it was, uh, Guns N' Roses was playing. For some reason here in Florida, <laughs> they play Guns N' Roses. Like all the local channels, they play Guns N' Roses all day long. It seems like every time I get in my car, Guns N' Roses is playing. And, um, and I thought to myself, like, you know, there hasn't been one mention by any of the fake news that this song, Justice for All, has been, you know, number one for, you know, a couple weeks, or number one, or in the top 10 for a, for a couple weeks. Not one of the fake news, the relic media, they haven't mentioned it at all. So that's, to your point, like the irony of this, and, you know, you'd think they would mention it, but they don't want to mention it. Why? Because here you have Donald Trump, I mean, there's, there's not a lot that Donald Trump hasn't done in his life. I mean, he's, uh, he's, but, I, but, but I'm guessing that he never thought he was going to have a number one billboard hit. I mean, it, it's pretty unbelievable. You're right, except one fake news outlet wrote about it. Rolling Stone, the headline, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it literally said, Donald Trump fails at music. I didn't know that having a number one song for seven straight days was a failure. Um, and yeah, the yeah. new standard by Rolling Stone is if you're number one on the billboard, you're still a failure. I think it just goes to show what you were talking about, John and Devin, that, you know, the music industry doesn't dictate the success of songs anymore. Americans do, which is what it was always supposed to be about. And the fact that, you know, when, when we see Donald Trump, you know, I was just down at Mar-a-Lago and he played it to open up dinner on Friday night. And there was such a resounding sort of affirmation of the values in the song. I mean, it is the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance, after all. Not sure what's more American than that. And so what I don't know what these fake news outfits are trying to do when they knock Donald Trump for making or having the gall to put the song out. And I want to remind everyone that hasn't uh, followed what we're talking about. Here's the great thing, John, and I think you know some of these details um, because I've been talking to you a lot about it. We spent no money making this song. We spent no money advertising this song and all of the net proceeds. Here's the kicker. I'm not making any money. The record label is not making any money. All the net proceeds go to Jan six families in financial need. Donald J. Trump is not making one cent, but he's out there willing to take it in the face. Um, take the gripe from even some conservatives who say he hasn't done enough. Well, he's leading the way with the number one song in the country and raising awareness for people who don't know the plight of the prisoners as you've described them most people just thought they were domestic terrorists because that's what our fbi media wanted to label them as so i think we're winning on multiple fronts and and it's thanks to your leadership um with progress and everything else that this was even possible well you know i'd like i'd like to i'd like to run a test you know that joe biden got 81 million votes so joe biden should put out a song we <laughs> out a song and let's see if Joe Biden can go number one on Billboard, huh? Let's see how popular old Joe is uh, with all the music lovers out there. You know what would happen? Nobody would download that. Nobody. Nobody. Can Robbins have a theme song? Maybe he could call the 31 Flavors of Joe Biden and see how <laughs> Whatever. I mean, he wouldn't have a chance in hell at number one uh, on Billboard. Not a chance because the only way you get that is from loyalty. You know, these record labels behind Miley Cyrus and all these other big names you see, they spend seven figures when they put out a new single. They spend they spend a million bucks or more to launch a single. A million dollars for one this is number one. That's the goal. And like you said, this thing, nothing, nobody spent anything on this thing. It's just the people responded. It is it's the power of the people, man, personified. Yeah, it is amazing, John. Look, 
you've been uh, you know gracious with your time, and and I know you've got I know you've got another meeting, and Cash and I are going to keep going. We're going to play uh, Justice for All and and Natasha Owens song, but um, but any final parting uh, thoughts from you, John? Um, you know, I think uh, in, anybody that's probably watching this podcast is very concerned about their country, as am I. Um, and I think that you know it's it's really wise to find time during the day to turn out the noise for a minute, get quiet, uh, pick up your Bible, read it. Here's a good, a good tip I give everybody. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, and the longest month has 31 days in it. So even though you don't have a lot of time, if you look at your iCal and it says, okay, today's March 21st, go to Proverbs 21 and just read it once or twice in the morning over your coffee and then go about your day. You'd be surprised how that can level things out. I think right now we're in great need of, of a leveling uh, of people are so, you know, we're looking at our, our president possibly being arrested. I mean, there's all these things going on that can really fire people up uh, as it should, but you also need to stay level. You need to remember who the ultimate boss is and keep that in mind. And uh, for me, I put out music, I'll continue putting it out to everybody that downloaded my songs uh, uh, or Justice for All or the Tom McDonald song. Thank you guys for doing that. You're helping us show the music industry uh, that we don't have to bend the knee to them to still be successful in America. And I sure do appreciate it. Yeah, John, congratulations to you. And of course, it is Tom McDonald's song. Uh, we you know, probably will get him on the podcast too at, at some point. Congratulations to him and, and to you. And man, you better watch out for those for those uh, spaceships, those little alien flying saucers. Were those in Nashville when they tried to capture you? Yeah, so to cast the video for the aliens, we just said all Democrats are welcome to come to the video. We need some aliens. And so they showed up, man. So we put them in, you know, we put them out there. I think they did a good job. Wait, I only got one request though. We got I gotta be in your next music video, just as a cameo appearance, even yeah. if it's like three seconds no, long. I gotta get in there. Okay, so I can tell I can tell you when that is. So April the tenth at Redneck Riviera, and I know you guys have been there downtown in Nashville. I'm shooting the video to my next song. It's called I'm Offended. So it says, I'm offended, but you're offended. Let's all get offended tonight. Oh, I, I heard that at your party. I'm right here screaming, yelling, cussing, cussing, fight. So I need, a, I need an Indian American in the video. You know, but you got to dress like totally, like as cliche as you can, man. It's totally appropriate, as hard as you possibly can. I'm in. But John Cash was in your video in that last video. He was that dude with a tinfoil hat. <laughs> that was him. I mean, people didn't know that. Uh, well, John, I'll be there. I think, uh, yeah, I know. I think you know. You've been gracious to to let us use Redneck Riviera as a site for an event we're having April fourteenth. So I'll come down a few days early and bug you if you don't mind, and we'll have some fun. Perfect. And, um, uh, and John, you. you're gonna you're gonna hit number one. Hopefully, you and Tom McDonald are gonna hit number one on uh, Billboard next week. I hope. Um, we're all hoping for you. And then, uh, well, you know what? If we don't, it'll be because Justice for All is number one, and I'm just. <laughs> and we're gonna have another. We're gonna have another party. We're looking forward to it. Being at your place. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate we'll do a live stream. Thanks a lot, John. Thanks, brother. All right, let's, let's play. Uh, Josh, congratulations. Let's play the Billboard number one song here. Yeah. With, with the video people don't realize we actually made a music video to it too oh i didn't know there was a video you haven't seen okay. it it's really no, i haven't seen it all yeah. right let's uh we got it here mr producer featuring on rumble yeah. oh, 
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, One nation, under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And there it is, the number one Billboard chart, <laughs> number one song on Billboard uh, 100. Thank you, know, Cash. Congrats, man. I mean, you and uh, let's talk about how you who came up with the concept. I know it was like you and Ed Henry and a few others. And yeah, I mean, it, well, you know, a large portion of the success is because, you know, we have this amazing free speech platform and Truth Social. But Ed Henry, uh, news broadcaster, lots of people know him. He's been on TV. He's on Real America's Voice. He's become a friend of ours called me one day and just literally said, hey, let's figure out a way to do something more to help some of the families who are in financial struggles because their loved ones have been imprisoned or detained unlawfully and denied due process. And, you know, we went through the iterations and we said, we can't help them all because as we've always said, certain people committed violent acts and they should be prosecuted and punished, but so many of others didn't and are being unlawfully and unethically punished. So we thought about the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem, and then uh, we thought, Hey, and I don't know if most people know this, Devin, but the January 6th defendants who are detained in the Gulag in D.C. themselves have sung the national anthem for 755 straight nights every evening at 6 p.m. Eastern. So we went in and recorded it. And we thought this could be pretty powerful alone. And then we had some friends of ours in music say, well, that is super powerful. What if you got Donald Trump's voice in there? And then we talked to the president and we asked him to record a reciting of the Pledge of Allegiance. And then we were able to put it together with that powerful video that you just saw. And we thought it would be very popular, honestly. Not, we didn't have any idea it was going to be billboard number one, mm -hmm. seven straight days on Apple and all that. And, and that's sort of the backstory with it. But it just goes to show you the power of people who want to do something that they are passionate about and the power of free speech and truth social. We used no money. We used no advertising. We had no famous people go out there and say, please buy this song. It was just put out and played, and then it exploded. And I think people are realizing 
in music and art and business to power of truth social so we're raising a lot of money yeah money's going to a good cause too because uh, these you know it's horrible i've always said you know the people that broke the windows mm -hmm. and attacked yeah, police officers they should be busted mm -hmm. and so far i actually did see finally one guy did get busted the other day i saw oh really yeah so i don't know you know it's fake news so who knows if it's true but it actually was a guy who broke a window busted busted in, but he was not a trump supporter <laughs> so Surprise. he was there. He was there just to cause problems. But at least they got. At least they got one. Uh, one guy that rightfully should be anybody who broke a window or sold to a police officer should be busted. But it's horrible about the people that are there. A lot of them. No, you're right. And 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 uh, for those of you that are watching, and you see this hashtag J6PC, that stands for the January 6th Prison Choir, who is the uh, the the song is based on the Jan 6 prison choir. That's the name we gave them along with Donald J. Trump. And if you go to um, fightwithcash.com, fightwithcash.com, we've only printed, uh, I think, 3,000 of these t-shirts. We have 200 left. All of the money from the t-shirts, all of it goes to the same fund to help the Jan 6 family. So if you want one of these, um, we've got them in a few different colors and we brought them for the Troop Social plan here. So they're definitely gonna be wearing them, but uh, you know, we're just trying to think outside the box on ways to bring awareness along with financial support for those families. So check it out. I want to switch topics here, Cash, just for, for, just for a little bit. Um, so President Trump has been attacked by this Manhattan DA now <laughs> for, for you know, many, many months. What, um, you know, there was some word that he was going to be uh, indicted today. That didn't yeah. happen. Now they've leaked out that now they're looking at next week and the DA and shedding light on it. I mean, I don't have inside knowledge on it, but I can tell you as my, you know, you know this better than anyone, my career started out as a public defender, and then and then I became a national security prosecutor. So I've been in front of a lot of grand juries and a lot of judges. And the one thing I know that has always smashed through any sort of partisan nonsense, which is exactly what's going on in New York, is actual witnesses. When you put these witnesses in front of, even grand juries in New York City were totally biased, just like Washington, D.C., you have to compare two things. Michael Cohen, a convicted federal felon who went to federal prison for three years, not for just any crime, for the crimes of lying and defrauding and committing deceit against the American public and American citizens. That's their main witness. Surprisingly, and this video is out on Rumble now, there was another witness that most of the world isn't talking about that went into the grand jury yesterday, a lawyer for Michael Cohen. And Michael Cohen released him from the privilege responsibilities. This lawyer went in and basically eviscerated Michael Cohen's testimony, saying it's entirely made up. He he actually held up six inches of emails for Michael Cohen, and he encouraged the grand jury to read them all. And he told us that the prosecutors in the case only gave three of those emails to the grand jury. Oh, so I think we're starting to get, I'm going to post the video um, right after the show here, but I think we're starting to get a little more insight into what's going on. And the politicization is not just at Maine Justice and the FBI, but also at the street and state level in New York City. So I think we're seeing it. And I think, um, look, the fact that the indictment got delayed at all. Well, is, and if anything, they're consistent, right? I mean, the left is always consistent. Remember, they did the same thing, the, the whole hoax committee in the Congress. <laughs> they released only the, the pieces of videotape right. that they wanted to put out. And of course, they, they hid 40,000 hours from the American public. Hopefully soon, all the, that video is going to be going to get out there. I know the Speaker McCarthy's committed to do that. 
uh, but they're consistent, right? 6,000 pages of emails and you put out three. Well, they're consistent in not just suppressing evidence of innocence, but in their hypocrisy. Yeah. I mean, if we took a, if we look at the, you know, you know, we always say this, all roads lead back to Russiagate, but Hillary Clinton used campaign dollars that she raised through the American public to purchase the dirty dossier, the steel dossier. She paid a six-figure sum for it. And how did she do it? She labeled it a legal expense, and Perkins Coie used those campaign dollars and went out and bought the Steele dossier as her lawyers. Now, what did the DOJ do? They refused to prosecute it because there's no basis to do it. So let's just say, assume for this discussion, Trump it used these campaign dollars through his lawyer, Michael Cohen, to pay whoever they're talking about. Let's say that happened. I'm not saying it, but that's the exact same fact pattern that Hillary Clinton was subjected to. The DOJ refused to prosecute it. New York State Attorney General's Office refused to prosecute it. And she ended up with an FEC fine. Well, DOJ, I mean, they never, they well, never, they never thought for one yeah. second they were never going to touch the Clinton, the Clinton campaign. I mean, you got more malfeasance in that whole mess, too, <laughs> yeah. because you've got President Trump who brought a lawsuit because you know the DOJ has been unable mm. to bring any closure to what is the biggest hoax in American history that, you know, that they're still living with today. Many people still believe that it's true that then President Trump brings a case against um, all of those people that were involved. He brings yeah. it into federal court. And then what happens? His lawyers are now being attacked. Yeah. Under that. He brings a case, judge throws it out, and then the judge is now Personally, personally uh, President Trump's lawyers. So President Trump can't even take a civil case to court to get his name back. No, and that's just how corrupt the system has become. And my, what I've been saying is, yeah, the political savvy folks will use this for their political gains and advantages and disadvantages. But for me, the win is showing America that the two-tier system of justice you showed America exists all the way back in Russiagate is no longer a conspiracy. We proved it then, we proved it in Jan 6, it was proven in the Ukraine impeachment, one, two, et cetera, and now comes full circle with Donald Trump in this bogus prosecution in New York. And I think people are really starting to listen now. They're like, okay, we thought you guys were lying six years ago, and then five years ago, and then four years ago, but maybe this isn't a lie anymore. And we need to put these prosecutors, who are paid for by George Soros, on blast. I mean, that's no surprise anymore, right? That's not a oh, destroying Republican the, conspiracy. Every one of these George Soros DAs is destroying the cities, and they've managed to take over every major city. They've defeated, in many cases, very liberal mm -hmm. DAs and replaced them with these Marxists who are letting everybody go, and it's complete chaos. I mean, Los Angeles is the is you know, the other good example. Yeah, you're a West Coast guy. New York City, I'm an East Coast guy. That's my home. So for people who don't know, last year alone, shootings in New York City were up 102%. That's not me saying it. That's the New York City Police Department. Murders in New York City were up 52%. So maybe Alvin Bragg should work for the people of the city of New York that he's supposed to represent in Camp Down. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, we're here in Florida now, which we don't have that issue, at least. Here in, here in Sarasota. Yeah. But luckily. then your family moved out of New York. Yeah, right? my, they, they were it. tired of it. And, and so many others are leaving New York to go to places like Florida and Texas and elsewhere because they don't want crime and drugs in their everyday lives. So we're, I think we're putting their hypocrisy on blast and we're also putting their political issues for the American people to examine and say, maybe this guy shouldn't be the number one cop yeah. in New York. Imagine that. 
Well, Cash, thanks for being here. Yeah. And you're here at True Social Headquarters. <laughs> thanks for everybody for tuning in. I think what we'll do is let's play, you want to play John Rich's uh, video again as we close? Yeah, or maybe we'll play Progress. Is that that handy? No, we don't have Progress. Oh, okay. It looks like we don't have it. All right. Let's well. play John Rich. Let's play John Rich. All right, guys, we're, uh, we're checking out. I know the end is near, the television telling lies. I know for sure the revolution won't be televised. I know that we've been waiting patiently for better times. We fell asleep and men are blind, can't recognize it's genocide. Feel like the bomb about to drop out of the clouds. Another virus going airborne, go hide inside your house. Farmers watching crops die, they drying up with droughts. Angry people forming crowds and trying to burn the cities down. This is Armageddon, martial law for our protection. I talked to God, but it's long distance and I lost reception. Forest fires and oil spills are the awful lessons. I'm just waiting for the devil to take over heaven This is biblical, I swear it's in the Bible We keep killing one another and we dying for survival We used to fight for peace, we put our flowers in their rifles Now we're about to be extinct, every man, woman, if and child it's the end of the world, I will do better next time Oh yeah, I know it Yeah, I know it If it's the end of the world, I know that I have lived my life to the fullest yeah, the fullest We stood on top of mountains We've been to space before We had our dogs and houses We dug up dinosaurs We built those bombs are dropping We fought in all their wars Now that the sky's falling What did we do it for? Feels like the end is near Our freedom's disappearing People playing God, call it genetic engineering Media misleading us and evil's interfering While the government we need became the power that we're fearing Our millionaires are going to space, don't blame them for leaving Birds are falling out the air, fish washing up on our beaches This is end times, humans got a deadline Children are the future till we ruin them with headlines Should we pass a bedtime, but everyone's woke They told us chase a dollar that made everyone broke I feel like cryptocurrency is probably our last financial hope Soon enough the government will leave your bank account froze Judgment day is coming, you can run or you can stand and fight Panic in the dark or lead rebellions by the candlelight This ain't your granddaddy's planet Earth It's black and white, the end is coming I'll see y'all in the afterlife the end of the world I will do better next time Oh yeah, I know it Yeah, I know it If it's the end of the world I know that I have lived my life to the fullest Yeah, the fullest We stood on top of We've been to space before We had our dogs and houses We dug up dinosaurs We built those bombs are dropping We fought in all their wars Now that the sky's falling What did we do with it? It's the end of the world As we know it It's our fault that it's over while we look down at our phones, they'll drop a bomb from a drone, then an explosion. We should have known it. We stood on top of mountains. We've been to space before. We had our dogs and houses. We dug up dinosaurs. We built those bombs are dropping. We Falling, what did we do it for? <laughs>